0: number one fan podcast about the marvel netflix series i'm claire i'm mel i'm matt and i'm robin yay we did it Yay! Yay. first try (laughs) we were a bit confused this week but we got there in the end (laughs) and we have a very special guest with us this week um our guest is the magnificent massendorf (laughs) thank you good morning everyone it has been a
1: long week being restrained (laughs)
0: <laughs> being restrained with your gag order that yeah. the Defenders podcast has given you.
1: <laughs> Fortunately, I had my mail order Charlie Cox to keep me company.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did he arrive in a crate? Yes, uh, he Boardwalk Empire style. Spoilers, sorry for Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> nice. Uh, now, because we have a Matt in the show, obviously Matt Murdoch, and we have a Matt as a co-host, and we have a Matt as our guest, I think for this week, Matt, our guest, uh, we should just call you Mike as, uh, as Rosanna Dawson for Christmas.
1: Hey, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Go
0: for it. If you It'll want, I could sure
2: feel, feel better. If you want, <laughs> I could be Mike. <laughs>
0: You can both be Mike. Oh, no, that's doesn't oh, No, no. no. We, will, we will just have Matt A, Matt H, and Matt Murdoch, I guess. No, you, can, M. Be,
3: you can be M- Mike, and Matt A can be Mike A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Use, oh, man.
0: You can be another one of his aliases. I think at one point he was called L- Laurent, so you can be Laurent. <laughs> I'm sure he went as that name when he lived in France, as in Daredevil. I can't Amazing. Remember. Oh, he did. He was called Jack at one point. All right, okay. Anyway, so um, so Matt A, aka Mike, um, <laughs> what is your previous knowledge of the the uh, sort of Defenders characters, Marvel, Daredevil, all that sort of stuff?
1: Oh well, I thought you were just going to ask about Daredevil. I was prepared to say so, I know. knew he was a blind superhero and he was played by <laughs> Ben Affleck in the movie though I haven't seen it, and that's about the extent of it. From and what Ooh. I uh, what I get from you, uh, third hand. <laughs> <laughs> Through,
0: through Facebook, and, through and which Rita, I spam Yeah,
1: general cu- cultural <laughs> osmosis. It's not a series yeah. I follow.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. So I've got some quick news for for you guys. Um,
2: wait, 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 I want to know. What? Matt, Matt are you, have you seen the entire Daredevil series now, or are you just going no, week by I'm week? No, I'm
1: going episode by episode along with the podcast.
2: Bless your heart.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt actually uh, messaged me. What time was it when you messaged me, Matt? Oh, it saying it been I about... can't wait to talk about yeah, Daredevil. ten
1: thirty last night. I couldn't sleep.
0: I can't sleep. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. It did make me laugh. <laughs> I just imagine you at home going, "I must talk about Daredevil to someone." <laughs> I've been restrained <gasps> all these all these days, tossing yeah. and
2: turning, trying to sleep,
0: <laughs> just having Daredevil dreams.
2: Full of Daredevil
1: dreams. <laughs>
0: Claire, do you wake up
1: every morning going,
0: "Daredevil, yay!" <laughs> I, I I wake up and I go, Daredevil, Twin Peaks, Cherry Pie, yay! And then I leap out of bed, because they're like my three favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> you have a mantra every morning. <laughs> yes, I do. It's like it's like Arya Stark, you know, in Game of Thrones, where she has a little mantra she repeats <laughs> <laughs> of her list of names. And I just Aunt go, Daredevil, Daredevil, Twin Peaks, Cherry that, Cherry Coke, Cat. Her list,
2: her list is of, of, of people she wants to kill. So... Your list is of things you like. It's the
0: opposite. Yes, yes. Oh. Things I like. I'm 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 much more cuddly than Arya Stark. <laughs>
3: things you want to keep alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
0: <laughs> things that will live in my heart forever. <laughs> <laughs> um. So news. Uh, so there's been a pretty cool interview this week, which unfortunately our newbies can't um, can't have a look at. But Stephen and I did an interview this week, which was kind of a post mortem of season one. It has some interesting stuff in it and a lot of spoilers. I think I've posted it on the group. If I haven't, I will post it um, after we record. Um, but in bigger news, Daredevil's been picked up for season two, guys. Yay! Yay. Spoilers.
4: So he lives? Oh.
0: It's actually going to be called um, Dare Foggy, season two. <laughs> and Foggy is going to wear the yellow and red costume and fuck <laughs> And I a the
1: hell out of that. Every and a tight, bunch yeah. of Spanx. Yes, and Spanx.
0: <laughs> <He's gonna laughs> this fit episode is too. sponsored by Spanx. <laughs> 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 yes. I've been wearing Spanx this week, and I it's my firm belief that all superheroes must wear spanks under their, their <laughs> tights. <laughs> because you would have to. So with some other news about season two, um, they have confirmed that. Stephen DeKnight will not be the showrunner, which is just due to um, previous commitments he has. Originally, he was not going to be the showrunner for season one. It was going to be Drew Goddard, but he was doing Sinister Six uh, movie. Um, so the showrunners for season two instead are going to be Marco Ramirez and Doug Petrie, who worked on Ooh. season one. So um, it's it's pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. way, the I think, wrote it, this episode, right? He did. Yeah, he wrote this. I was going to say that later, Robin. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sorry, yeah, uh, Marco times. Ramirez wrote this this episode. Uh, I think Charlie Cox has said they'll probably start filming around July. And we won't, by the sounds, we won't have to wait until after the Defenders series hits for season two of Daredevil because they might release it next summer, which is really cool. So we'll only have a year to wait.
1: So do we have a lot of whiny Daredevil fans who say Daredevil without Stephen DeKnight is like dot, dot, dot? The log lady, that's her
0: log. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are whiny, there's whiny fans about everything. <laughs> you know, it's the internet. You can find, whatever you want to find a whiny fan about, you'll be able to find it somewhere. I like
4: that it's still a Weedonverse person, Doug Petrie, so...
0: Yeah, and um, I I know Stephen Diney has said that they have worked together a ton. Yeah. Uh, I think from his time on Buffy and stuff. So um, you know, obviously he's he's got a lot of trust in them, and he's worked with Marco Ramirez before on season one. So yeah, it's really cool. It's really exciting. Cool. Um, and obviously the show did so well that they want to pick it up for season two. So that should make you guys happy and confident about the rest of season one.
2: I wish I uh, wish we could know uh, Netflix's viewership numbers. Like they don't release those, do they?
0: No, they don't. Um, I the only sort of number, what well, numbers wise I know is that it's like it was at one point. I think this last week the number one show on IMDb, and at one point it was voted in the top four shows on IMDb, which was um, Daredevil, The Wire, Game of Thrones, and Breaking Bad. Wow. Can which just- I'm not going to comment whether or not I agree with that because I think there's a lot of other. Amazing shows out there that didn't necessarily come out in the last ten years, like those four shows: <laughs> <Can> <laughs> The Twilight Zone, <laughs> uh, Twin Peaks. One more question
4: yeah. about this whole thing: is, mm-hmm. is is it a scheduling thing? Why Steven tonight is not coming back, or is it just uh, they were like, "Ah, oh, we're going to try somebody else"? Or maybe maybe he was just like, "You know what? I did one season. I'm good." He's, he's doing any a movie. sort of news about that.
0: As far as I know, it's a scheduling thing. Because I think he's doing a movie, and I know he's got another TV series that he was developing before Daredevil came up, because he stepped in to do Daredevil because Drew Goddard stepped out of it. So I think mm-hmm. he had some other commitments, as far as I know. It doesn't sound like it's at all, you know, it sounds like it was his his choice, um, you know, and he's got other stuff. And he, I I imagine, seeing as he gets on with the, the new guys so well, he'll still, you know, maybe be a, a you know, consultant. consultant or something like that, much like Joss Whedon said he'll probably still be a consultant for the rest of the you know, the Marvel movies, even though he won't be directing. Uh,
2: before we get into Daredevil proper, one more uh, superhero movie-related thing. Uh, mm-hmm. did, you guys, did you guys see Jared Leto's Joker?
0: Yes.
3: <laughs>
2: Everybody saw <laughs> that's
3: it? That's my did reaction. See did you see Ben Affleck's Batman?
2: Yeah, that's not as yeah. controversial <laughs> well, it's as it's the, the same. So you've it's seen it, Robin and,
1: and Matt, too? It's the same kind of uh, I did. I think I did see a photo. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, I did, yeah.
2: Well, I put the, the link there for anybody wants to check it out. Cool. But, uh, Some people like it. Mel, the,
4: the Ben Affleck thing, you might have saw that I posted or maybe somebody else posted. That's just a joke. That's oh, actually yeah. a Photoshop thing yeah, to make fun of good. the Jared Leto. Oh, okay.
3: This Literally.
2: is the real one.
0: Yeah, I've seen
2: it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Okay.
0: Whatever. My my whole thing with I that joker little- is it, it, it's interesting. You know, it is interesting as – and it kind of stands out as a costume, but I just don't think it works for the Joker. And I'm not a big DC person, but I like, you know, out of DC, I like Batman the most, probably because he's he's the most similar to Dedo. But um, I just can't imagine the Joker, like if he's going to have tattoos and stuff, I just imagine they need to look like ones he would have done himself. You know, like in The Dark Knight, he did those scars possibly himself. You know, he carved up his own face. Yeah. And if you had it look like tattoos he'd done himself, like Guy Pierce and Memento, I wouldn't have so much of a problem with it, but it's they're so polished. And then I just start thinking about the Joker going into a tattoo shop and going, excuse me, good sir, <laughs> I would like a jester tattooed on my chest, but with a skull, because I'm wacky and evil. <laughs> I have to apply this cream every night and put cling film on it. Okay, no problem. I'm the Joker. I'm just like, uh, really? And what's with the crunk teeth? Come on. <laughs> uh, the teeth, I don't mind too much because you kind of imagine him getting his teeth knocked out by Batman and getting a grill. It's like, okay, that's fine. It's different. It's it's the tattoos. It's the fact that like the damaged tattoo across his forehead and the the laughter. I'm just like, oh, it's, it's just too too, Yeah, it's uh-huh. just like uh, he can he can yeah.
2: still save it with acting if if he makes the right acting. Yeah,
0: I'm, I think he'll be fantastic acting wise. I just mm. I don't like the design. Just like I didn't like the design really for Aquaman. Um, when they really, you know, showed that Aquaman. as well. Man. Yeah.
2: Speaking of so, Aquaman, where the hell is Namor yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Matt,
0: we have to get to Namor. Yeah, Naval. that's true. Okay. <laughs>
2: He's
4: underwater.
0: Uh, how do you know that Namor does not turn up in this season of Daredevil? We oh. talked about this last
4: week. He has his com- own comic book shop that Claire will eventually get to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he pops up in the Hudson uh, at one point, gives a little wink at the camera and then dives back into the sea. Right. <laughs> and I believe it's in episode 10 off the top I of will, my head. I will look for it. <laughs> okay, cool. Look out for it in that episode. Okay, this episode, as we said, was written by Marco Ramirez and directed by Adam Kane. Um, and it opens up where we are in a bowling alley. Um, Mr. Prohaska is there, which was mentioned in episode one, so I don't know if you guys remembered that. Um what did you guys think of this? Were you like, why are we in a bowling alley? What's happening?
2: I was like, why does this guy have ninja moves?
0: I thought
3: it was Ron Howard that really wanted to go bowling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
4: true. Oh, he is like amazing. this unassuming looking guy and then all of a sudden just
2: goes crazy. I thought it was really <laughs> cool. I thought maybe I was like, oh, uh Rorschach's in this series. <laughs> no,
0: but it was gross. Is this guy I,
2: is this guy from the comics?
0: Um, he, he's not, his name's obviously Healy. There is some fans that think he's linked. It might be a reference to a, there was a character who's like a really, really, really Z-list villain. I think his name was Oddball. I'm just remembering from what someone posted and they think it's a reference to him, but I, I don't know. I didn't put it as an Easter egg because I was like, mm, it seems a bit of a stretch. I don't think it's a reference.
1: I want to mention that I... I first watched this episode with my eyes covered and the audio description on. And this man was described as being chipper
0: and smiling. Oh, <laughs> all right. He's quite chipper and smiley.
4: Um, I want to do like a really quick plug for Hooplecast right now because, uh, you know, these the, the two Mats and Mel do a uh, podcast about Deadwood. And this la- the last episode they had was basically the uh, start of the show, Smashing uh, Native American skull in with a giant <laughs> rock, and then we come to this episode, and it's like <laughs> poor Broasca gets his head caved in
1: by a bowling ball. It's
3: a modern day, uh, modern day violent, uh, <laughs> you know, retelling of that. <laughs> yeah.
1: The audio description call this a shock of blood and bone.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I thought it looked a little bit like Halloween makeup when his bones sticking out of his elbow. Oh. I don't know. It, it, was, it, it didn't. It it didn't gross me out at all. But I, although I do have quite a high tolerance for for it was, gore,
2: it was more graphic than I expected. I mean, I, I yeah, I to believe that all these these Marvel shows and movies are all in the same universe because they have such different tones.
4: I know. It's awesome. But it's great. It goes across many different tones. It's awesome. Mm. Uh, Different genres almost. I'm waiting for the romantic comedy Marvel movie.
0: As we said, (laughs) while this guy is bashing Mr. Praskas head in with a bowling ball, somewhere in the Marvel universe, there is a talking raccoon trying to steal a guy's prosthetic leg. Just think of that. Yeah.
4: But the best part of this scene is 36 hours earlier, Claire.
0: Yes. (laughs) The return of Turk. What did you guys think? Don't so steal my quote. <laughs>
2: That's what I was it was funny. I love
1: Cause,
0: that
2: because aren't they on the same side? Th- this guy and Turk, <laughs> like Turk, could have screwed him over.
0: He, he could have, but it's, or it was it's just Turk. a
2: classic Turk blunder.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: he's he's not the best criminal. You know? I mean, this
4: is just coming from the comics. I don't know about the series, but
0: yeah, I I love I love I love Turk <laughs> in this series. <laughs> he's a lot more dark, like we said in episode one, than. In the comics, you know, like selling these women and being like, electrocuting them and stuff. But I just, I love him. I like this scene. This little scene with him just made me laugh so much. Uh, so the next... It scene, was, was great too, because like,
4: I'm sorry, they, they, they do the 36 hours earlier and I'm like, okay, so we're going to see this this beginning scene at the end of the episode. But no, it's just a setup for a little
2: <laughs> gag. Yeah, oh, you, you're very I rarely see it. such a short flashback. It's <laughs> like
1: you know? so worth it though. So,
3: yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, Maddie, did you end up watching this episode twice, once blind and once not?
1: Once, yes, with my eyes covered, and once without. Though I still oh. kept the audio description on for the second time so I could compare them. And how was was the audio description? Was it pretty good? It it was it was good. It wasn't quite as wordy as I thought it would be. There were instances where it they really rely on the person to to tell people's accents and voices apart.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. So if
1: you can't distinguish between Matt and Foggy or Karen and some other some other girl, you hear people talking. You're, they don't really say, "Oh, you know." This is Karen before you, before you see her you're just supposed uh-huh. to know, which I think if you're wa- watching this all in one go, then it's it would be easy, but weeks apart, I don't know how you would necessarily remember
2: maybe they yeah, maybe they only describe that sort of thing in the first episode
0: yeah maybe I don't know I haven't listened to any of them i would I would like to with um, yeah. listen to some of them with the audio description, but i've <laughs> even though I'm on my fourth watch at the moment. God, <laughs> I have no excuse I listened. <laughs> I, ma- I am actually, I am night. actually every week listen, uh, watching pretty much the entire show, including the episode oh. we're making notes on, because I'm so dedicated to our podcast, guys. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: I felt awesome like I got a good sense terrible. of what was happening in the episode from the audio description, though, because when I when that's I rewatched good. it, I didn't feel like, oh, so that's what that was. I felt like mm-hmm. I got got most of it. That's cool. I kept wanting to to fall asleep though listening to Charlie Cox's voice. Yes. It was very when I yeah, when my eyes covered. I was like, "Oh, that's soothing. I could just take a nap right now."
0: <laughs> you want Charlie Cox to record you um a bedtime a bedtime reading your I bedtime do. story? I
3: do. <laughs> you know, I had a problem with it because I was eating toast as I was watching this and my toast was especially crunchy this morning <laughs> and I could not hear a single word he was saying. <laughs> So why that's you, the opposite you, uh...
4: end of the dedication <laughs> 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 ah, Toast is more
0: important than hearing what's going on here <laughs> It
3: is, I cannot function without food guys
0: <laughs> Look, Mel, if you think your toast was really loud and crunchy Just think how loud it was to Matt Murdoch. It was very. He was level. probably. He was probably being drowned. You know, deafened by the sound of you crunching your toast. But
4: he <laughs>
3: needs to realize that I'm eating toast, and he needs to raise his voice a little bit.
4: There's <laughs> also the pause button. I just. <laughs> it's also the volume
1: button. Actually, you know,
4: sometimes I, uh, for taking notes. I mean, I watch it once and enjoy it and then i watch it the second time and i put the subtitles on just because i want to catch everything you know mm-hmm. now i'm going to do subtitles and audio description <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> catch everything your,
2: your brain will be overloaded by yeah.
0: that's extreme daredevil watching that oh uh, so the next scene um is matt outside the church this is actually the scene um that the first leaked pictures last summer yes. of Charlie Cox in costume, as Matt Murdock were from, which was him sitting on the bench. So he's speaking to Father Latrum, who invites him in for a latte. I I really like Father (laughs) Latrum. I don't know, like the actor, the way he plays him. uh, I, yeah, I just like the way he plays it. I mean, it looks
4: like Matt's been in a, been in a huge fight, and he's—he—he he is. What well, he out has? There. We
0: saw it last week. <laughs> yeah, well,
4: I know, but I'm just saying from his the father's point of view, like he's seeing—he sees this guy who looks completely beat up. He's heard this terrible uh, confession, and he's sitting on the bench outside the church. Maybe he's considering coming in. So,
2: mm. so is this—is this true to life? Like about uh, confessions. D- Does the priest really not have to say anything if he hears about somebody's killed people?
3: It's probably a little bit like a relationship between... Uh, no,
2: psychiat- if you're going to say psychiatrist, they have to tell the police yeah. if they, somebody killed oh. someone. Oh, yeah. Which makes confessions even grosser than I thought they were. If they, <laughs> if they don't have to report something like that to the police, Maybe is it's that true? a TV true?
0: thing then, Matt.
2: It might be a TV thing. I hope it's just a TV thing.
0: I have no idea. I've never been to confession. Yeah. Be, probably never.
4: In all my knowledge from TV and movies, it's a real thing. <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> well, but TV and movies are not real.
3: <laughs> this on TV knowledge, you can't yeah, say for
2: sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll look it up.
0: I, I would imagine <laughs> that it's at discretion.
2: I'll look it up, then I'll get outraged.
0: Matt, you need to go to confession and just like confess to some really terrible stuff and see if it gets reported. <laughs> see if you get arrested the next day. I
3: went to confession as a child, but uh, I don't remember the, if that was the rules or not. I don't remember. Uh, I, I had no idea. I don't know.
0: Uh, In the next scene, we meet Ben Urich, played by Von Curtis Hall, who I love him. And he's meeting a guy called Silvio, who's like a proper old school New York gangster. Yeah, like old school, like, ah, you send flowers to his wife if you kill her. Like that. And I I love this scene because you can like, again, you can see New York in the background. It just makes it feel very authentic. Um, This is my
4: favorite scene. In the episode, is it? yeah, just oh, wow. the cinematography, like you said, the city right there, um, mm. and just these two, these two old guys. You know, they're used to this old style of things, and you know, whatever Fisk has got going is 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 scaring the shit out of this this old gangster has been around this long, you know. Mm. And you know, you can tell the friendship there, and um, I mean, just two two actors that are at the top of their game. I think in this in this scene, especially uh, I love. In the cinematography, like I said, but like the, the the part where at the end of the scene where Silvio is walking away and you see the sun behind them, I thought that was mm. artfully done.
0: Yeah, it's really pretty. The scene, like just yeah, the way it's lit. And um, we don't I'm have really... Mister
4: Jazz Club Joey Pants
2: here. Either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys miss Joey Pants in this role? I, Did, I didn't. Mean, re- I, <laughs> Joey Pants. I can't remember <laughs> who <was> this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize in the in the beginning that this was been what is it Ben Ulrich Ben Eurich Eurich Urich. Uric. Uric. yeah that's it yeah I didn't get it at first but um.
0: yeah it's uh, I only knew it was him because obviously I knew the casting I knew that that um D was playing that role um and obviously you wouldn't get it by by looking at the actor because he looks nothing like The character in the books, you know, um, I always think the character in the books, I said when we covered the movie, like to me, looks more kind of, he's like a kind of Walter White, you know, like when at the start of Breaking Bad, that's kind of how he looks. He's quite, I don't know, nebbish and with glasses and, you know, like that and um and vondi like made a joke at comic-con i think where he said oh you know i was surprised i got cast in this role you know because i don't wear glasses which was kind of funny you know because uh, <laughs> but it's it's real it's really um real colorblind casting but yeah. he he is i think like such a good pick for this role because he yeah. really feels like this very this this good guy he just feels yeah. like a good a good honest yeah. So was that Go, sarcasm
1: when he said, "I'm surprised they picked me because I didn't wear glasses."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't like this scene.
1: <laughs> what? Okay. Why okay. didn't you like I mean, it? I if it was shorter, I think it would have been mm-hmm. uh, more appealing. But I, these were too many characters. Two characters I didn't know anything about. Talking about other characters I didn't know anything about. Yeah. So I didn't follow it. And yeah, that, if it was just this, a little bit shorter, mm-hmm. then I think it would have been better. But to me, it was just like, who are these people and what are they talking about? Yeah. I had the same feeling were later. Matt and Foggy? <laughs>
2: There's a there's, a discussion. <laughs> there's <Sorry>. a discussion. There's <laughs> a discussion in a limo later that I had the same feeling about yeah. as, as this scene. I was like who are these people who are they talking about what's happening? But I do you I, need
1: these scenes but I think you, sh- you should have them short.
2: Yeah. As yeah. Brief as I possible. mean there was a really there was a really long one in the first episode with all those people in the construction site.
5: Mm-hmm. But um
2: yeah. but uh yeah, I do like the actor playing Ben though. I really like him. Um so yeah, uh along with the link that Matt sent me I've been looking up other links and apparently yeah you don't have to tell anyone if you're the priest and somebody tells you they murdered someone molested a child whatever oh. you don't you do not you do not uh, tell the police about that because that if you That's
0: terrifying.
2: Yeah, if you break if you break uh, the you know the rule that you're not you're not you you know it's confession and that you're supposed to keep their secret if you break that you can get excommunicated as the priest.
0: I think it would be worth being excommunicated if you helped away
5: someone I, who's murdered. I think so, too. So, <laughs> no.
1: uh, yeah. Claire, if you told me that you killed somebody and I didn't tell somebody, I, I could get in trouble, but if I was a priest, I couldn't, so why, do the, why does the priest have more rights than I do? Because um, God. Because, because God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Can, um, can I just say... do you, uh, oh, God. Uh, uh, There are
4: only a couple things I did actual research on for this podcast, <laughs> and one of them was Vandy Curtis Hall. And I was like, where do I know this guy from? And I wrote a, a, a list of five things. <laughs> one, okay. Ben Yerick, obviously, because I know that he's playing Ben Urick. Um, Two, he was a henchman in Die Hard 2. Uh, yes. He was Captain Prince in Romeo and Juliet. He
0: That's was, what I know him from. Yeah.
4: He was uh, Captain Brasser in uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of New, New Orleans. Yeah. And he's one of the stars of Cop Rock. Oh, yeah. nice! We have to talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so many stories. Yes,
2: but I do like him bo- uh, more than Joey Pants in the role because Joey Pants. I can. Who is al- Joey Pants? <laughs> <laughs> this character. Uh, I'll look him up in a sec for you, but he you. he always plays uh, bad guys usually. So uh, yeah, see him in, see him in the Darede- Daredevil movie. Yeah, I didn't.
3: I don't remember I Joey think Pants. He,
2: I just. Once <laughs> There's Joey Pants and then there's what is it? Uh Joey Legs
0: or Who is no, Joey jo- legs? Johnny legs? Oh John, yeah. John... Leguizamo. Yeah. Johnny Johnny yeah. Legs. <laughs> <laughs> they need a, a a TV show together. It's like yes. the adventures of Joey Pants and Johnny Legs. <laughs> hey, legs and Pants. Oh. Mel, Mel, don't worry oh. about not knowing who he is because you are a brand new person as we've established. I, am a so brand new person. I feel
3: like it's a disadvantage to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, following on from what Matt A was saying about this scene, it is something that I'll I'll kind of talk a bit more about when we do our scores later Um, because uh, there is is some things with this episode that I I don't have necessarily have issues with but I think um, because of the format of the show could have been tweaked a bit but we'll talk about that later but I think that's really interesting what you were saying Matt Um, but you'd be happy in the next scene because your uh, peeps are back Um, and we're back in the office, Karen receives this ominous looking letter Foggy's hungover, uh, Matt turns up with a black eye. And then I love the way they react to having a client at the door. It's like, they were just like, huh? Um, um, yeah.
4: This is the only other thing I did research on. Oh, no.
0: And it's just because I
4: saw this coffee cup on Karen's desk. And I was like, yeah. that is classic New York. And I looked it up. It's it's, a, it's one of those blue coffee cups, right? It says, we're happy mm-hmm. to serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, so why I thought this was classic New York. And it actually is. Um, this guy, uh, Leslie Buck was originally known as Laszlo B- Busch. I think he was a survivor of Auschwitz. He came to New York. He, he created this cup in the sixties to cater to like um, diners that were mostly owned by uh, Greek uh, people. And, as a result, like he just started selling them. He he sold like hundreds of millions of these cups and it didn't even start dying off until Starbucks started entering town. So wow. it's just like a huge story behind this cup. I, I fell into a wiki hole. So there you go. That's
0: quite cool. I'm going to, I'm going to post a picture of the cup on the, on the group.
4: They're called Anthora cups. It's uh, it's like a, something about uh, like a Greek God, but not like it's a, it's a made up word. <laughs>
0: Well, mm. seeing as they filmed, obviously, in New York, it, it's cool because like we were saying in the first episode um, with when I, you know, when our guest was um, Dave Morescu lives in New York. And I was saying about the concrete like chess tables always feel very New York to me. Mm. It's cool that you get all those little details that if you I guess if you were filming somewhere like in Los Angeles and pretending it was New York, you might not necessarily get. But because it is in New York, you've got a lot of people from New York there i know uh, deborah and Walls from new york as well so it's cool having all those little details right.
1: also it's a marvel property so and thor yeah. uh anyone oh mm, that's why they did it ah
4: nice ah. i didn't even yes, why did they think of that well because thor isn't greek <laughs> <laughs> but maybe i could tell you where to get one of those cups at the end of the episode
0: <laughs> Sweet. I'm going to get one when I go to New York. Um, So we get in the next scene, uh, we have um, Karen, uh, Foggy and Matt sitting down uh, speaking to Wesley. And I have to mention, this is one of the scenes I'd previously seen because there was some audition footage that was released last year where a guy was auditioning for this role. And this was the scene that he was reading. He was reading Wesley's sides of it. Um, And... Uh, they talk about um, confederated global investments. Um, Lamon and Zack is mentioned. Also, Wesley talks about Karen and her link with uh, the murder, and she kind of freaks out like you would. <laughs> like, she looks terrified. Mm. Um, I think Wesley is amazing in this scene, and particularly going up against Matt, Matt hardly says much, but just the reactions that Charlie Cox gives, I think is great. And Foggy's reaction to Matt, because he really wants this case.
4: Yeah, Foggy's more blind than Matt in this scene.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I
2: ask something that I probably should know, but I, I feel like it might not be a thing in Canada. I don't know. It's a university thing. What does cum laude and summa cum laude mean? I hear it all the time. I don't really know what it means. I just assume it's high marks.
4: Yeah, Magna I... is like the highest and I think Suma is under that. Okay. It's like, kind of like a valedictorian of a high school, but like All right. uh, but I think I don't think it's like a one person get. It. I think if if you score maybe a 4.0, you get Magna. I I'm not quite sure, right. but it's a high high he you, you did really well in college.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. I always I always assume it's because it's a marks thing, but like I feel like in I don't I'm could oh, be wrong. I don't know,
3: we've never we we didn't go to university, go to university so, to so college, I could
2: be I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah, we just went to community college, but I, I don't think the uh Canadian universities have such a... um I don't think they use so be, many Maybe you should
3: have went
0: to university. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> La- Latin,
2: Latin it's Latin, right? Or is it Greek? Latin term?
0: It's Greek I think, isn't it? I thought it was Latin. Because like isn't it Greek because you have like in um you um, have like the the um Greek the fraternities and stuff, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah I don't, I I don't yeah. think we have that Greek stuff here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. think
2: so. Somebody correct. I don't us.
0: think we do either.
2: We're just two stupid, college kids. So I always thought it was Latin. All that high school <laughs> stuff is in Latin.
1: <laughs> I thought it was Latin too. I but... And
4: uh, I got summa cum laude actually when I graduated, and it really doesn't Woo! matter because it was in online college, and who cares? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Everybody probably got summa cum laude. <laughs> but it's somebody degree i can be like
0: <laughs> oh yeah um yeah it's latin latin oh, honors cool.
1: that's the oh. whole
0: so why the do they have the greek thing the oh, so a bit greek. Of we don't, yeah we don't have that we don't have any of that i don't think
2: no we don't i don't think we do we might
3: we might <laughs> i don't know I've, I've never been to university yeah. so yeah in this
4: in this scene like I was definitely wondering what's going on with Karen because she got that letter. She looks at, and that's when Foggy comes in, and then all of a sudden, like what Wesley says, just scares the shit out of her.
0: You know, Wesley is just like, like he's like a wolf in sheep's clothing in this scene. I love it. He's mm-hmm. just so charming and polite, but like you know, like Matt says, doesn't give his name. And oh, I just think he's great. I love yeah. Wesley. I really like it too. business. Yeah, he's so good. And he has my favourite moment of this entire episode, which I tweeted out earlier, because it just makes me laugh.
2: I'm really liking all the actors in this series that they got so far. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I actually saw the guy who plays Wesley, um, Toby Leonard Moore, I saw the other day in um, John Wick, which I don't know if you guys have seen that, where he plays like a Russian Russian goon guy, which is great. And I was like,
5: oh, that's Wesley. Yeah
0: i yeah. do remember
4: him in that now yeah i i had a comic book question from like earlier in the scene i'm sorry but they start talking about seeing i seeing eye dogs and i was just wondering if mm-hmm. matt ever had a dog in the comics do you know
5: because
4: <laughs> I, I want him to i want him to uh you know when clint is out of town i want him to take charge of pizza oh, dog pizza dog
0: <laughs> pizza dog would be a terrible seeing eye dog <laughs> But
2: still, he's got charisma that makes up for it. What, was the, yeah, what was the quote? What was the quote about the dog from the Daredevil movie?
0: Um, he's like, I spent three thousand dollars on a Seeing Eye dog, and then I think oh, Max yeah. is like, I didn't want a dog, and then he's like seeing all eye dogs bond for life yours ran away
4: no, that's, like that.
0: what does that, <laughs> yeah. that say about you yeah something like that i think that was that was improvised anyway by john favreau and that's pretty i don't think you can just turn up and buy a seeing eye dog for your friend you know you have to match the dog to the owner and all that
4: uh just so you know i did check for it on amazon you cannot get a seeing eye dog on amazon
3: oh Guys, we're trying. I'm, I was asking Matt, "What is Pizza Dog?" And we looked it up, and there's a lot of <laughs> recipes for Pizza Dogs. Know, <laughs> pizza
0: Dog know. is um, Pizza Dog is Clint Barton, aka Hawkeye's dog in the um, current uh, run of um, of Hawkeye, and he's called Pizza Dog. And there is a amazing issue that is is told without any dialogue and it's told from the point of view of pizza dog and it's just pizza dog walking around and it's it shows like what he smells and everything but it's all graphic it's amazing so good. it's it's really good like, new, The new the current run of well the, that that run of hawkeye which was the ad fraction run is is one of the best things ever there's also an entire issue that's pretty much told in uh, american sign language because hawkeye's deaf it's really good i'll I'll post a link as well to that
3: why is his name pizza dog uh i think because
0: he likes pizza i don't know <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> that's not, that's simple enough. <laughs> he delivers <Yeah>. pizzas <laughs> i wish it was a pizza delivery dog mm-hmm. i think his name was lucky uh you know when he got him but uh, he's generally known as pizza dog now yeah um so what is
1: did you guys discuss whether or not uh, Daredevil had a seeing-eye dog? Uh, I
0: haven't looked it up, but I th- I th- I've got a feeling he did it at one point. Yes, I
1: just, but... I, yes, oh, I just cool. looked oh. it up, assuming that Michael, who posted this in 2008, is correct. During Joe Kelly's run, Foggy Nelson's mom, Rosalind Sharp, oh, gave yes. him a seeing-eye dog oh, as a yes. gift. I do that. Deuce, the devil dog, appeared in several issues until the Daredevil Deadpool 1997 <laughs> annual, when Foggy lost him in a game <laughs> of oh, poker. Huh? that's awful. That. Foggy. That's like
2: the spike level of poker,
0: <laughs>
2: Doggy poker. Oh.
1: i hope we get to see deuce the dog.
0: <laughs> i think i blocked that out of my mind see when you guys ask me questions about the comics i can answer a lot of them but a lot of them i have to go i don't know because i don't have a steel trap mind for the comics like <laughs> like um Call it from manwiththatfear.com or christine from the other murdoch papers they yeah. remember everything yeah that's your mention for the week christine there you go. <laughs> um so um i also like the foggy calls matt matthew i don't know why it made me laugh um in the next scene matt follows wesley and he we get the the thing of him listening to the watch ticking um, and we see that he's bleeding through his shirt, which is obviously from the previous episode when he was stabbed. Which I love that they carry that over; yeah. that he's his injuries carry over. It's one of the things. I, I, like, kind of a you're going off the topic a bit. I went to see um, the new Avengers film, Age of Ultron. I won't talk about sort of you know, what I thought of it or whatever, but I think after watching it, after seeing Daredevil, one of the things I was just like, I, I was watching it going, oh, but they don't bleed, or <laughs> <laughs> like they don't. They don't get injured at all. And Hawkeye and Black Widow should be, you know, at the same level, if not below Daredevil's skill level. And the fact that, um, well, mm, sort of no one really gets it, there's no consequences of injuries. And I don't know, I kind of, it's one of the things I love about in this series.
4: Why aren't they in body cast at the end of the movie? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting killer, killer robots or whatever.
0: Not well, saying. Oh, man.
1: Well, I love this Matt following yeah. Wesley scene because yes. – and I've, you've said this before, but you really get the sense that you are in New York City. Yeah. I mean it is – it's so urban and why doesn't realistic. Why doesn't he get distracted by other it. watches though?
0: Yeah, this scene is focusing. He's sensing. Because he, ha- he has and superpowers.
4: And that's a Cartier watch. Nobody yeah, yeah, else focusing. in that area has a Cartier it's,
2: watch.
3: It doesn't make sense to me, this superpower. It doesn't make <laughs> sense because the show is, seems to be so realistic and then all of a sudden it's not anymore. And it just – throws me off every time
2: <laughs> i just can't i can't do it, I can't do it guys <laughs> i quit <laughs> ah, No. over this damn watch <laughs> nobody wears
4: watches anymore i am out of here <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe that's why because he's the only man with a watch yes. <laughs> maybe i would say that's the only reason to wear
4: a watch these days if it's actually an expensive nice looking watch <laughs> as jewelry <laughs> yeah
0: so in the next scene, Foggy is interviewing uh, Mr. Healy and Foggy's kind of realizing, oh, I don't know if I want this case. And uh, then Matt appears in a new shirt because obviously he's had to go, <laughs> go and get changed, I guess. And he's like, yeah, we're going to take the case. And Foggy's like, I hate you. What? He, he had his
4: jacket closed. I thought that's what he... Oh, I
0: thought it was a new shirt. I
4: thought he... I don't
0: know. I, don't know. I need to check. I need to see if it's a new shirt. <laughs>
1: I want to say that there's a missed pun opportunity here. <gasps> no, Matt don't want him. Don't want Mr. him. Mr. Healy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm doing this for Robin. Uh, oh, no. Matt asks Mr. Healy if he goes bowling often and Mr. Healy says when the mood hits, when he could have said when the <laughs> mood strikes. Oh, Come on. Oh, that would have been so good. Even I would have yes. applauded that. But nope.
0: Total, total missed opportunity. <laughs> and me and Mel would have, would have been like, "No, oh, me, Mel and Matt, i Matt i would have tuned out immediately <laughs> that's it i'm done
2: <laughs> <laughs> between this uh, and the
0: watch that's it between this and the superpowers in a superhero show i'm done <laughs> <laughs> exactly but mel mel in the later episode like when there's like laser beams and the power of flight that daredevil develops <laughs>
5: what
0: you what are you gonna do I will. Uh, and go back. Foggy develops super strength.
3: <laughs> I will crawl back into my embryo and uh, wait till everything goes back to
0: normal before I come <laughs> out. <of
3: here. laughs>
5: okay.
0: So, um, isn't Healy in this scene is so creepy? <laughs> like mm-hmm. just the way he's throwing all this legal jargon at, at, at you know at Foggy and all this, and Foggy's just like, um, yeah, there's something off about this guy. I lo- I, I thought it was great. So hmm. why does
4: Matt suddenly want to take the case?
0: because he he's he wants a link to uh Wesley and Wesley he suspects Wesley of something the fact that Wesley won't say who Wesley you know who he works for mm-hmm. and he's kind of suspicious that it will lead to something bigger and this guy at the moment is their only link to that I think he's a, I think
2: he's aware that somebody in this city is pulling all the strings and he wants to Yeah. yeah. But wouldn't he like I don't know cuz I was like Why
4: doesn't he... Like, he knows who the guy is now, right? He doesn't have to work for him. He can just follow him around as Daredevil. What, Wesley? Yeah. Or this guy? I'm saying Matt knows who Wesley is now, so he can follow him around as Daredevil. He doesn't have to uh, betray his ethics by trying to defend a... uh, A horrific person like this he doesn't
0: he doesn't know who he is he only know he doesn't know his name or anything and if he had to try and hunt him down again now he would have to literally he doesn't he has no idea where to find him he'd have to listen to the entire city for that one watch
5: right he
0: wouldn't he wouldn't be able to like track him or anything so i think this guy is his only lead to finding out who who wesley is okay And then Wesley's boss. So the next scene is uh, Ben is on the phone requesting an extension, which obviously we find out more details on that later, uh, speaking to his boss, Ellison, who should be J. Jonah Jameson. Um, Uh And Uh I I, I was like, really? A story about the subway line kills every year in the newspaper?
2: A subway line that happens, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay. When you said he's supposed to be J. Jonah Jameson, is he really supposed to be J. Jonah Jameson? the comics? In, the
0: comics, in the comics, Ben Urich works for the Daily Bugle, which oh, okay. is the um, obviously the paper that uh, Peter Parker works for, J. Jonah Jameson's the editor, sense. Betty Brandt, you know, um, yeah, and like so, all of this, Robbie Robertson.
2: So Ben probably shows up in Spider-Man a few times?
0: Um, in the in the comics, there is crossover, but he's more of a Daredevil character, which I think is why um, uh, Marvel have the rights to use him rather than... Um, uh, you know, Sony in the Spider-Man films. Cause like Kingpin was originally a Spider-Man villain yeah. and then Frank Miller kind of pinched him from Spider-Man to use. So um, he's that's why Marvel have the rights because he became such a classic daredevil villain. And you definitely think of him more as a daredevil villain now, rather than a Spider-Man one.
4: I have a crackpot theory attached to this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. We see these guys talking about how terrible their newspaper is getting hit. Um, mm-hmm. And I work for a printed publication myself, and i am they're always trying to figure out ways for people to actually buy their printed edition rather than their online edition. Um, but I'm saying – but I'm thinking by the end of the season, like we're also seeing Ben Yurick year one, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, in a way. Um, so at the end of the season, New York Bulletin goes under. Ben Yurick goes to work for the Daily Bugle season two.
0: <laughs> mm, I'm um, not saying anything.
4: Or he'll be blogging.
2: Um, <laughs> No, <laughs> uh, but I, I find it so fascinating that yeah, print is going under, and like comic books have such a history of newspaper characters, and they're all going to be irrelevant within the next ten years. Probably, <laughs> they're going to have to yeah. be changed at a fundamental level about who these characters are. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So uh,
2: in the background, there's a uh, Battle of New York. We know what no, that. No, no.
0: Uh, I want
4: would... your Easter eggs. It wasn't me this time.
2: Uh whatever. <laughs> I, no, I there have is. To have I have to ask a point though. I mean, I know yeah, for it. everyone knows what that talks about, but beside mm. it, there's one that, well, Mel doesn't. Beside it, there's one. <laughs> beside it, there's one that says "finally busted." What is that in reference to, or is uh, that?
0: I don't know about that one. The I think there's the left, some though. there that aren't aren't references to anything. But obviously, okay. um, that one is the Avengers, and there's also one which is Harlem Terror, and that's a reference to the Incredible Hulk movie because when oh. the, the Hulk. Mm. For Abomination, they basically destroyed Harlem, and he even references that in um, Bruce Banner references it in um, the first Avengers film, where he said, last time I I was in Harlem, I kind of broke it, I think (laughs) is the quote, something like that, Cool, but I don't know about the rest, but now you've eaten two of your Easter eggs early, Matt, I hope you feel happy with yourself. Delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So next scene is Matt, Foggy and Healy. Matt's trying to get info on Wesley and then um, Healy's basically like he wants says he wants to go directly to trial. Um, This storyline with the the sort of trial is um, Charlie Cox has said it was very much inspired by a storyline from the comics, from the Brian Michael Bendis run, which was called Trial of the Century um, and was when... um, uh, Foggy and Matt were representing Hecto a yellow, I think is how you say his name. Ayala, who is, uh, um, the guy who played superhero Martin called the white- and Selma. <laughs> he's a, he's a guy who is known as the white tiger and they're representing him in court. Um, and that is an awesome story, like three issue arc, um, they wouldn't be able to do it fully as, as how it is in the comics because it all ties in with with uh, like Matt's um, identity being leaked to the press, which obviously they can't do here. But um, this was definitely inspired by it. Um, so, which is cool. I thought mm-hmm? White
2: Tiger was a lady.
0: She is later, she inherits the White Tiger amulet. Oh,
2: okay.
0: And becomes White Tiger. <sighs> Matt, how do you not know that, Matt? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs>
4: white Tiger on Arrow too, and that's a lady, or is that? Uh, Never
0: mind. I, I, there's China White on Arrow. That must I don't be know. what I'm thinking of. Okay. Isn't there white? like oh there's no? There's China, China White and Bronze Tiger, isn't there? China White, Bronze Tiger.
4: There we go. I, I made and a they Stephen Halpernation.
0: <laughs> they have a baby, and it's white tiger. <laughs>
3: I can't I'm believe you just said a stupid up.
0: amalgamation. Oh. I'm, I'm wrapping myself
3: up in my embryo. Mel right is now. shrinking
2: down. To <laughs> She's going <the floor>. back in <laughs> the egg. Mel is becoming a zygote.
0: <laughs> She's shrinking. Oh no. Um, Next scene has my favorite moment in the entire episode. Wesley at the bowling alley. I just want to watch an episode of Wesley standing there watching these guys play pinball.
2: Oh, man. Because he
0: does the best eyebrow raise ever.
2: (laughs) I loved this just for the the shout-out to gamers, to old-school arcade gamers, where he puts his corner up on the cabinet, and he says, I got next. Uh, I was like, oh, man. I squeak. Oh, we've all (laughs) done that. I didn't notice him... So mine was a, would be a Street Fighter machine, yeah, not nice. a
4: pinball
1: machine. It <laughs> works
2: with it works with any arcade game, but yeah. I didn't notice Healy sashing
4: a gun before, so this street scene was extremely strange to me. And then, all of a sudden, <laughs> I figured I was like, "Oh, he
0: sashed a gun there. Okay." <laughs> You're yeah, like, cause "Wow, cause, he's just gone there and found a gun with his gun seeking powers." <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't <laughs> even, see, so we didn't like, even uh, see
2: the gun in this scene, did we?
0: Yeah, you see what Wesley kind of looking down, and you sort of see it. Uh, right, you you yeah. see where it is roughly, and then. As he's walking out, he's tucking the gun in his pants. And it's my favorite moment in the entire episode. And I won't say it because it's one of my quotes.
1: (laughs) This was a scene where watching it the first time with my eyes covered, where I couldn't quite figure out what was happening and where uh, Wesley was standing Mm -hmm. and at what point he got the gun. Like, I got the gist of it, that he he was trying to get the gun, but I didn't know if the other guys saw him or... Yeah, this one was a little uh, confusing. So when you
2: watch this with your eyes covered, did you have a blindfold on? you use your hands (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I, I have a pair of underpants on.
3: <laughs> with, like, oh. eyeballs on, on, right? <laughs> Is it that sounds like a like makeshift a...
0: superhero mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel it like sounds like, like the... Have... Oh, oh, go ahead, ahead
3: Mel. She
2: was talking about underwear with the eyes drawn on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's really not important, guys.
2: <laughs>
0: probably I'm, I'm probably my... making my <laughs> interview <for you> again. <laughs> I'm imagining Matt A sitting there with, like, the Daredevil mask on, you know, like, the black mask that he wears in this getting into
2: character. Yeah, he's wearing he's he's wearing pantyhose on his head and
1: after per- periodically, I should mention they were clean underpants, <laughs> but periodically I would open my eyes uh and I would see like the fibers <laughs> and they would kind of dance in front of my eyes like in different like patterns and they would swirl around and <laughs> it's it very, very
0: trippy. <laughs>
3: Um, you should have worn Spanx on your head.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: yes, it, it cut off the circulation. <laughs> I don't own Spanx.
0: I would not wear Spanx on my head because I wore them on my legs, three layers this week, everyone, and they—they they are very tight.
2: <laughs> are your legs purple? <laughs> uh,
0: yes, they are. <laughs> I'm slowly becoming the purple man. <laughs> um, so next scene, Foggy and Matt are in the office. Um, Foggy's—you know—doesn't understand why they took the case, and. And then we get an little fist bump. And I was like, oh, it's so cute.
2: <laughs> I was glad oh. for that because I wasn't a fan of I wasn't a fan of Matt trying to keep foggy out of things. I know I never like that when partners like one partner is actively keeping something from somebody else and they're supposed to be equals. I don't like that. But I guess that's like, expected.
0: Like- like going out at night and beating up people, you mean? Yeah.
2: Yes, that's expected of <laughs> yeah. a superhero, I guess, but it's it's very, we've seen it before.
3: Well, I'm glad I've never told you some of the things I know about. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. When like... Mel moonlights at night as the Canadian terror. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Better known as CT. Yeah. Or the or
0: all Canadian Tire, <laughs> all known as the, you could be known as the curly Canadian yeah. <laughs> because of your awesome curly hair.
2: No, I like the that fantastic address. frizzle. No, I like that a superhero name is the Canadian Tire. Roll <laughs> <laughs> a tire at people, yeah. Yes, yeah. and then
3: they distribute uh, Canadian Tire money to the poor. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: uh, <laughs> this is useless. <laughs> <laughs> you know no superhero. This only adds up to like 57 cents. What am I need to do with
0: this? Uh, you save. <laughs> so, next scene Karen is in a meeting with her former employer, and you can see New York out the window, which made me happy because if you remember in the Daredevil movie when there was a, a, a meeting between uh, Elektra's father and the kingpin, there is the worst background fakey, fake, fake New York background in the background. And this is real, and it makes me happy. Um, So yeah, they're saying about putting a gag order on her. Uh, so yeah.
1: My note for this is that she has unnaturally blue eyes. She does. She's really good in this scene, the She's
4: angry. like,
0: yeah. Oh, she's
4: amazing. This whole series. It's so
1: great to see her in something other than the train wreck that was known as True Blood.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I never saw her in True Blood. True Blood,
4: but like she's
2: even better in this series. You know? Yeah.
0: She's got more she's to work with. Yeah. Um, this
2: guy. This Nick. guy was very robotic. Is he a life model decoy?
0: maybe <laughs> i'm not telling you oh. that would spoil things for upcoming episodes where it ties in with agents of shield
4: <laughs> uh yeah this guy obviously he was on uh, on the tahiti project one time
0: <laughs> yeah if he turns around and goes it's a magical place you'll be like oh! <gasps> ah! <laughs> no. did i fall asleep <laughs> oh no don't get into dollhouse crossover in as well <laughs> they already just have so crazy. that's why i was noting it <laughs> Um, so, uh, next scene, Ben is at the hospital where there's the, the nurse, Shirley, that he knows. Um, I like that we get a reference to idiot parents won't vaccinate. Yes.
3: Awesome. all right, slam. I thought that was too on the nose. Mm. As much oh, as no, I, no, I, I that. like that they're telling people to vaccinate their children, it was just too on the nose for me.
2: You felt that it was the writers going, eh? Hey, hey, uh, eh? Uh,
3: uh, uh, vaccinate uh, your kids, eh? Uh, 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 don't you dutch, agree? Dutch, dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and right, and they should I,
1: I thought it was timely, and I thought it was funny, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and appreciated. I think
2: that's why Mel didn't like it because it was too timely. Yeah, Mel <laughs> was always
0: living in the past. Mel's very old timey. <laughs> <Bell's very old-timey. laughs> oh, we get a reference as well to her best nurse uh, out with doing who knows what. Which do you reckon that could be a reference to Rosario Dawson? Oh, oh I didn't even
1: notice that. that is clever. Mm-hmm. That yeah. went totally by me. Yeah. Not oh, saying like it that. is,
0: but, you know, could be. No, I think it,
2: it's it got to be. Yeah, we've got this renegade nurse on staff. <laughs> renegade nurse. <laughs>
0: um, and we meet uh, Doris... An RN. Yeah, Doris <laughs> Uric, which is the name of uh, Ben's wife, and her name is Doris in the comics as well.
4: Um, they didn't say anything no, about what's actually wrong with her in this
1: scene. No. Okay.
4: It's, she... Well,
0: they said that she was awake for, like, half an hour or something that day, didn't they? But you don't really... Get what's wrong with her? I don't yeah. know. Oh, the
1: the audio description in this sometimes they they describe people in very funny ways, and this woman is still beautiful in her fifties. <laughs> <laughs> so, sure uh, later that. on, the art the art gallery person will be described as effortlessly beautiful.
3: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> could, they, could they please not just focus on what people? Well, I guess they kind of have to. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'll tell you something Did about they that. Describe
1: later. every woman as like as they, no, they didn't beautiful. I hope no, not. just <laughs> her and the uh, one at the end. She's
0: well, I guess it's their first episode, isn't there? For these these two characters, so maybe you know, I, maybe they, you know, in episode one, they they described Charlie Cox as well, Matt Murdock as like stubbly handsome or something. I don't know.
4: Healy is described as effortlessly Ron Howard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fo- I, w- I want to know how they describe Foggy's hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably I have, have to go back and rewatch the pilot.
0: Swishably glorious,
4: <laughs> inspiring to Robin.
0: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> a lioness mane.
0: Yes, it is a lioness mane. I love his hair. I just want him to swish it around. So, <laughs> and-
2: so we don't, yeah, we don't know what's wrong with his wife, and all we know about her health is that she's was only awake for a half hour today. Yeah. Okay, so she's got aggressive narcolepsy.
0: <laughs> I, I can say i can say nothing <laughs> i can say yeah uh next scene we've already kind of mentioned which is um uh they're foggy matter working in the office and i like the fact that we get the the detail that even though there's like a braille display we can see on matt's computer i think obviously they, he's just letting foggy do the the work on the internet um and uh yeah karen has to go and Whack the router to make the Wi-Fi work, which I love.
4: Karen has Fon Fon's powers. Yes. Um,
0: That's two happy
4: days references. Uh, I wasn't sure how much I liked uh, Matt being uh, snippy about Karen and her time since she is working for free. Yeah. <laughs> it's like alright.
0: <laughs> well, she said earlier that she's not working for free. She said that, you know, she worked for free for a day and she wants paying now. Yeah. I think I think Matt's just um, you know, he's 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 still half beaten up from last week, and he's, you know, he's... She doesn't know that, though. ...on the case. I she knows, would be like, what the
4: heck? He was so nice before. It was a,
1: it was a little awkward, that line. Yeah. <laughs> no more long lunches. He's
3: kind of like, being weird. Eh, yeah, he's
1: Guy, kind of, come on.
3: Yeah, he's kind of being <laughs> weird towards her, because he was like, when the guy knocked on the door earlier, and they all looked at each oh, other, yeah, he, and he them could have opened the door, but they were like, Karen, get the door. Well, she is the receptionist. <laughs> that doesn't mean she should open the door like a slave
4: no. well Matt doesn't know where the door
1: is yeah, exactly. yeah
4: that's true I'm sure he knows
1: where the door is he's a terrible superhero he could, he could beat people up though no, he's blind but opening doors Nope.
2: oh I'm
0: trapped forever too much work just put him in a room with a door and he'll be like oh no my weakness oh, faded, my one weakness <laughs> doors. that's why he needs
2: deuce Deuce the Devil Dog. Deuce, open that door. the door. Deuce, the campaign, on that
0: The campaign for Deuce the Devil Dog to appear in season two starts now. I'll be uh, I'll be officially tweeting um, Marco Ramirez later today. I'm co-signing. That's awesome. two votes for Deuce. Yay. <laughs> That's terrible, Robin. Please That's don't. Terrible. It's, it's, it's way too many puns today. It's like I'm being cut by a thousand paper cuts. I'm cups. just
4: covering Mel with eggshells. Double dick. <laughs>
0: So the next scene we're actually in court. Foggy's doing his opening statement. I love seeing Foggy kicking ass in court. It made me happy. And, and my me a front, okay, so my oh, theory defeated.
4: <laughs> yes. I what said, was your crackpot the theory? theory? The first time we see him in court, he's gonna be wearing the bow tie. And uh yeah. Now my new theory is his tie gets stuck in a paper shredder and he switches to bow ties because of his near-death experience.
0: Uh, when what episode will that happen in? Nine. <laughs> nine okay (laughs) that's quite a long (laughs) way to go but okay uh i don't have a paper shredder
4: yet
0: make sure you write that down so we can check in episode nine i Um,
4: won't
0: (laughs) (laughs) matt uh, listens to the jury's heartbeat and wesley's watch and i i like that it's a very simple um you know effect of him using his hearing and i made a note that Matt doesn't wear his mask until 35 minutes into this episode whereas yeah, like last week he was in the mask kind of all the entire episode. I kind of thought well, we cool. wouldn't I kind of thought we wouldn't see Daredevil
2: at all in this episode <laughs> the mm-hmm. way it was going. But. I appreciate yeah. superhero
4: stuff but I wrote here like I wrote in my notes like I, I didn't even miss any superhero stuff at all. I mean I'm, I I like seeing Matt beat up people but I was actually really enjoying the episode just fine without it.
0: Yeah, with all the the court stuff. Um my
1: theory is that in season two, Deuce the Devil Dog chews up Foggy's tie, and then he has to switch to bow ties. <laughs> oh, I like
0: Season it. two
4: episode what though, Matt? We're not oh, writing God. this down. Season so two
1: episode it. two. Okay.
4: okay.
0: Season no two. In the second minute of and the second second. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because
1: getting the dogs the cliffhanger to the to the to the premiere. Oh. And then in the second one, they have to kind of get him uh, up to speed, and that's when he's that's when he chews up Foggy's tie.
4: Okay. You know, speaking of uh, theories and, you know, Matt being in the costume and stuff, you know, one thing we could do at the end of episodes now is just say, how long does it take to, till you see Daredevil in costume? Like, how many minutes in? And we could all theorize on it.
0: You can if you want, but then that means I have to time it, and I'm lazy, and I don't want to. <laughs> all
4: you have to do is just hit the, this, hit, hit the old info okay. button when Daredevil okay. comes to the
0: screen. All right. I will make a note of that, and we will, we will talk about that.
4: Yay. Uh... I love theorizing. I love being a newbie. <laughs> I know you do.
0: (laughs) I like that Matt calls New York my city. I was like, yes. That was cool. Um, So obviously Matt's trying to, you know, in the next scene he's trying to do his job by sort of defending Healy, but he's really trying Uh to... to, um, Shut up, Robin. (laughs) (sighs) I deserve that one. thank god i missed it i didn't even hear it
3: oh, I didn't,
0: this robin you is just firing know. a gun full of puns a, gun, a, gun. A, pun gun. a pun gun oh a pun cannon a pun.
1: Oh. Well, now we know if you ever become a punisher robin. <laughs> oh. Oh.
0: i'm in pain i'm actually in
3: pain now oh the only problem with Robin is that once he uses his gun, he doesn't hide it somewhere so that nobody can see it. He keeps using it over and over and over again, and he doesn't stop.
2: I just laugh as I'm shooting, laughing at my own gun.
3: Oh.
2: You need to hide it under a pinball table for a while.
3: <laughs> yes. He needs a police squad to come in and just shoot Robin. <laughs> An- so
2: anti- anti-pun gun. I
0: don't know what oh. anti-pun gun would shoot.
1: A whole, t- a whole task force. It's a, it's a taser. Task force.
0: Oh, I like it, yeah. <laughs> so Matt Matt A, you did not like Matt M's closing?
1: It's something about lines. There's different kinds of lines. Some go in circles. There's also pornography. <laughs> I,
0: what? I, I like it because he's obviously trying to not let on that he's... He's trying to act as though he is defending Healy, but he's really trying to convince the jury yeah. to you know, condemn Healy, which really? is a kind of fine line to, to walk. I, I
2: is guess, really, nothing but, he said uh, made it sound like he wasn't trying to defend Healy.
1: Also, he said the facts, these are the facts, and it's your job to, to judge the case by the facts. Yes, that's what a jury does. You just described what a jury does.
0: I think he's he's having a lot of faith in the idea that, that they are moral, they're going to make a moral decision because he's all about morals, you know, and... Um,
2: yeah, but they're supposed to follow you. The know. <laughs> but, I uh, know. <laughs> uh, I, so what the, the juror the juror that they had something on? What was she supposed to to uh, vote?
0: I think that she was supposed to make it so it was a hung, or influence it so it was a hung jury. Or I don't I don't know if she was because she wasn't obviously the chairperson, but to make sure that it wasn't
2: unanimous, it wasn't
0: agreed upon. Yeah, unanimous. Um, but then obviously he manages to get her removed from the jury. They put this new person in. He thinks it's all fine, but then realizes that now the chairperson, they've got something on. So it doesn't matter what he does. It would have always been a hung jury. But Because that's how much power the kingpin has.
2: I don't have have too much legal knowledge. So what does that Mm -hmm? mean? That doesn't mean you just, Um, never mind, you get to go home.
0: No, because that's what they say in it. Because I think they say that they will, when they're sitting there and they realize that it's a hung jury, they basically... um, Mentioned that it would. I think they say something about it would go back to trial or there'd be a retrial or something. And then Matt says, "No, there won't. Will there, Mister Healy?" And then Healy says, "Oh, that was a fine speech. It was a really fine speech." But it's basically to to indicate that it won't. He's just going to go free because the whole system is corrupt. So it doesn't matter.
1: No, because the prosecution can decide. Yeah, because
0: also the prosecution, the the witnesses never gave a statement. You know, like the guys that were beaten up. Right. You know, the, they never gave a statement, which is why Matt and Foggy had such a strong case to defend him. But that's also why they were suspicious, because they were like, OK, so these guys were beaten up, but none of them want to make a statement. This is this is really suspicious. OK, uh, I think it's just to show that the whole system, whatever Matt had done at that point, it they would have, they, you know, Healy would have gone free. There's nothing he could have done about it.
4: Yeah, I was not confused by that whole thing, too. But that's why yeah. vigilante justice.
0: That's, that's, yeah, yep. exactly. Um, we get, uh, in between, uh, we sort of skipped a short scene of uh, uh, Leland and Wesley in the car. Do you still love Leland, um, Robin? Because yes. I know you loved him in episode one. Yes,
4: he's all about the
0: money. <laughs> How do I get the money? How
4: fast can I get the money? It's taking too long to get the money.
0: <laughs> he needs dollar, dollar. Dollar yeah. is what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they also mention about Rance, Fisher, McClintock and Farnham, um, which is quite cool because obviously they are the four guys that they sort of got rid of in episode one by either hanging them, stabbing them, giving them an overdose or shooting, making them shoot themselves. Um, also, we had the quick scene of Mrs. Fisher being visited by Karen.
3: I keep looking.
0: You like Karen even more?
3: No, I like her dresses. Oh, <laughs> I know I do as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, but You don't like her
3: character now? Uh, no, she's all right. She's still okay. She's still probably my favorite character, but well, I, I don't, know. I, don't.
4: I felt for <laughs> Mrs. Fisher here. Cause it's like, yeah, you got two kids. You're not going to just help this secretary take on a criminal syndicate. No, I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll sign. I also liked it when Karen said, Oh, we weren't, there was nothing going on between me and your husband. And the wife says, yes, I know he, he yeah. love, you know, he was in love with me. That was yeah, it was good cuz there's no like petty jealousy or anything. It would
0: have been very easy to write it yeah. in where she's kind of, you know, uh no, you did it. antagonistic towards Karen being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, so he was found with you were found with my husband or you know, like I thought that would be an easy way out and I liked that they did that as well. I thought that was cool. Uh we get another scene as well, Ben in the office and his chart for the subway is like pretty much four quarters, so <laughs> which was funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Karen visits Ben. So Hooray! what what do you guys think is going to happen with that, with Karen visiting Ben then?
4: They're
2: going to team up. They're going to uncover this criminal organization, and then they will get in even more danger, and Derek will have to save them. <laughs> so, sorry,
3: I forgot to mention about Ben earlier that uh, he... Uh, in an earlier scene, I noticed that... You know how Ben wears the checkered shirt? hmm Well, in an earlier scene, I noticed that when his boss went out the door... Behind the door was another checkered shirt, the exact same shirt hung on the door.
0: Really? Does he only wear checkered shirts, guys? (laughs) Maybe I've not noticed that.
1: Hey, if you gotta look, you gotta look. You you keep leaning into it. It's
0: it's a classic look. Come
1: on. Maybe there was a sale at.
0: He's
3: one of those, he's like a cartoon character that only ever wears the same shirt. Or
1: a comic book Aww.
0: character. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, Mel, I'm officially putting you on checkered shirt watch for the remaining episodes. All right.
1: How many minutes in do we see a checkered
0: shirt watch? I have a question the
1: for the newbies. Shirt. Okay. Maybe you've, maybe, maybe you've addressed this, but do the newbies think that by the end of the season, Foggy will know that Matt is Daredevil? or Karen will know, or both will know, Ooh, or neither you? will know. Or Ben will know. Or Ben will know. Who's going to know Matt's identity by the end of the season?
4: Nobody. I don't, I don't
3: think they're going to know. Nobody. Okay.
4: I'm going to say Ben will definitely know. Um, yeah, I, I can't say Foggy or Karen are going
2: to know, though. Too early.
0: Okay.
2: Although, yeah. Well, I, I was going to bring up Spider-Man too, but that's not Marvel, I guess. That's a, that's a Sony movie.
0: What about um, Father, Father <laughs> Latrum? It's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what about Father Latrum? Because he seems to have suspicions about Matt as well.
2: Yeah, I, I think you guys are right. Maybe, maybe Ben and the priest will know. But... but not his two best friends. Yeah, not his two
1: best friends.
0: <laughs> well, it did take oh, and... Foggy a long time to find out in the
1: comments. I think Foggy and Karen are going to find out. It's my prediction. Okay.
0: Hmm, mm, interesting. Uh, they may not
1: necessarily tell Matt immediately that they know.
0: Mm. Oh, so they're going to keep it as a secret from him.
1: I yeah, that's my prediction. Write that down. Mm. Write
0: down, Claire. I, I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Ben's going to um. say,
1: "Go get a map." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we obviously then have the the scenes in the court where Matt realizes that it was going to be fixed all along. Healy leaves the court. Uh, we get that awesome shot of when he's putting something in the trunk and he closes the trunk and there's the reflection of Matt in the mask yes. jumping into the car window. Oh, it was so good.
4: Freaking knee right through the window.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Ow. And I put a note here that uh, I actually put a, a tweet earlier saying that I love this um, fight scene between the two of them because it's so down and dirty. Like, it, it feels... They they it, it feels different to the other two big fight scenes we've had already in the show, but it's it's very dirty and I love it. And it just makes me the fighting in this show makes me so excited for mm. what Iron Fist is gonna look like next oh. year. <gasps> Oh, I, I, and they just need to get Chris Brewster on that as well, who does a lot of this but fighting. Cause doesn't, Iron fist using...
2: ha, doesn't Iron Fist have real superpowers though? Isn't, is, aren't his fights going to be a lot shorter?
0: <laughs> he has, he has the power of the Iron Fist, but he's also a, an amazing martial artist.
2: That's what I mean. He'll be like,
0: ah, one and one impressive move,
2: and you're down. <laughs> Next guy, another impressive move, and
4: you're down. pow, pow, pow. pow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Iron Man's going to um... show up and be like, "I'm a whole Iron Man. You're just a fist." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's terrible, Robin. Please, I'm in in pain. My 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 pain has come back. In my someone out
4: there is appreciating this, but that really, you know, that was a low ball. That was a low ball. Yeah,
0: that person out there is Kermit the Frog. Because, oh no, it's Fuzzy Bear. Because yes, it is Fuzzy Bear. (laughs) Robin, Robin, basically, is Fuzzy Bear and human (laughs) guys. same Um, amount of body hair. (laughs) I thought, I thought at this bit that Healy's realization that when he gives up Wilson Fisk's name because this is the first mention we get of Wilson Fisk obviously you guys know the name Wilson Fisk from the movie Mm -hmm. Um, I thought the realization and him giving up the name and then going oh crap I've given up his name I must die I thought it was a little rushed
5: Mm.
0: I, I don't know how else they could have done it, but it felt a bit. I I, don't... I think the actor played it really well, but I, it felt a little bit rushed to me. Yeah,
2: I liked it up until he killed himself. I I, I liked uh like it's not your typical like oh I can't say he'll kill me and like mm. because he went further than that. He's like oh he's gonna kill everyone I've ever cared about and stuff, and he just mm. looks so downtrodden. But then they lost me when he like shoved his own head through a spike. I was like that would never happen, but <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> Have you tried no. it, Matt? Have you tried it? You start with
4: no, a particular cavity.
2: I just mean, no, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm saying it's a little over the top but to be believable that somebody would do that to themselves, rather yeah. than take their chances and just leave the country, or something,
1: or well, kill themselves in a, in a less violent matter manner. Yeah, yeah. Pills or a gun, gunshot or. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it takes Kings- a lot of uh, chutzpah. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hardcore. To hope that the spike goes through your eye as well. Yeah, the, and Kingpins, not, the so not, yeah, are not going to kill you.
2: For him at the end of the alley. He doesn't have to kill himself right this second.
0: <laughs> I I think the reason they did that, though, was they needed something that was extremely graphic and showed how, how desperate, you know, like how scared he was. He was that scared of this. The, you know, giving up the Wilson Fisk's name, that he would do that to himself, to because then we basically go into the introduction of Wilson Fisk. So it's to build it up to go, this is the guy that can inspire that kind of fear in mm. someone, and then we meet him for the first time, and weirdly, he's quite calm and collected in the first time we see him. So you guys predicted that we would meet him, I think, for the first time this episode. Yes. What did you guys think of... Wilson Fisk and Vincent D'Onoffer as Wilson Fisk in this scene, and also the character of Vanessa.
2: Well, one, one quick thing. Mel had a, a point about mm-hmm. uh, the fight. I did? Yeah, about the spike.
0: <laughs> you say?
2: Okay, you said that Daredevil <laughs> wouldn't know that that spike is there when his head was being shoved towards it, yeah. so he wouldn't know when to... How, could,
3: how does he know? This, does the spike emit like a sonar echo? <laughs> like Maybe Daredevil's no, but... a bat. Maybe he's a Batman.
2: <laughs> he got a close-up <laughs>
4: look at that spike. Quote, you know, I, I, look is the wrong word, but he got right up close to that
2: spike. No, seconds. I mean it's uh, it's 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 not making any noise. It's just a static object in the room. So how would he know it's there? And how would
3: he know where to put the the shard? Like I guess when he's touching him, he knows where his body is. But like, well, how do we? I don't understand this
0: this power. I don't understand it. <laughs> it's not um, it's not like it, the it, movie
4: it, with the sound, right? It's something more. Like it's th- good
0: to think of it, though, like, because even though that 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 spike isn't making noise, everything around it is making noise. So they're making noise when they're fighting. So it's that sounds going to bounce it. off of. Yeah. So it's like it is like a 360 degree picture he gets of his surroundings like he can see behind him as well. It's just the further the, the further distance it goes out, the less detailed it would be. But he would be able to see that in front of him. OK. In In a way. Yeah, it's it's really hard. We we definitely need mention number two, Christine, on the podcast to explain this because she is excellent at at discussing the science of how that power would work. So I'm hoping when she guests in future that we will get to talk about that. I also don't
3: I, I don't it didn't make sense to me that he he'd be back to his old regular fighting self. After all that injury, and he's still bleeding from the ribs, and how are you doing this? He
2: seemed pretty spry this
4: time. He was
3: really spry. It doesn't make sense to me.
4: Oh well, yeah, he did a double roundhouse kick or something. Yeah, Yeah. he did. Yeah, ridiculous.
2: And I thought I caught him. I thought
0: I caught lots of elastoplast.
2: (laughs) I thought I caught his (laughs) signature move. I thought he he gave him a kick to the kneecap, but I can't remember.
0: Ooh, it was was crouching, crouch fighting. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, what did you guys think of the the scene with the kingpin? I I have one uh, one note, which, uh, again, oh, I should say this is the last bit of Comic-Con footage, I believe, from the show that was shown at New York Comic-Con. And you know when there's the close-up of the kingpin's hand and his fingers kind of twitch? Yeah. That was in one of the trailers, and I discussed it on the other Murdoch Papers podcast, and we referred to it, I think, as the Twitch of Suppressed Violence. (laughs) Because it's like, (laughs) I just want to hit something. And I will say, the Twitch of Suppressed Violence will appear again in the show. Maybe not by the Kingpin, but it seems to be a recurring thing. So, Matt, I'm putting you on Twitch of Suppressed Violence watch.
2: How do you know he just hasn't had too much coffee and he's really jittery? At- <laughs> he might
0: that's have. Probably, that's he's a big it. guy. It would take a lot of coffee. That's probably <laughs> it. But I. So what?
3: He's. He just does all this because he's a lonely guy. What really? <laughs> I'm
0: so lonely. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't
3: know. I, no. I just. I just i'm just so lonely so I, I just were... got to kill everyone
2: yeah. mel and i were confused for a sec about the lady here we thought she was the the,
0: the wife of the guy that got killed in karen's apartment that's yeah. what i thought when when karen went to visit the wife earlier i was like is that because okay. i knew the actress playing vanessa and i thought it was her so They I was both kind of look
3: well. like tina Fey. that's why what...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this art gallery woman is somebody we should know
0: well, at the moment, we shouldn't, but in uh, her name is Vanessa, and that's all I'll say at the moment. She's
1: his wife. Okay. Eventually. In the comics. Okay. Yes. Eventually. Okay. So she'll be back, probably. Probably. Oh, that's exciting. I'll just say. She was effortlessly beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
4: just say I was super excited as soon as the art gallery scene started because it actually was my theory that Kingpin was going to be on this week. And I freaked out because this is like, uh, this is what we saw in the, the first trailer, at least some of that mm-hmm. footage. Um, I mean, Kingpin staring at that, uh, you know, white painting um, has been my wallpaper on my iPhone for quite a while. So I was just like, yes, there is. And uh, I, I mean, I, I struggle with the whole um, loneliness line. I won't say the line, but then I thought, you know, this guy is just all, all he's been doing according to what we've been seeing is just working his way to the top and knocking down and, Everybody in his path and um are also decorating his apartment. (laughs) Yeah. And what only thing we know about him really is that people are scared shitless of him. Mm -hmm. So any any sort of girl that takes an interest in him probably is hoping not to get murdered. (laughs) So, you know, he can see right through that because he's a smart guy. So, yeah, he's looking for he's looking for some real love.
0: Uh, Some people as well have pointed out um, that obviously the the, the image of him standing in front of the big white canvas now is quite iconic because of the trailers. But he's dressed in an all black suit, but the canvas is really wide and white. And that's traditionally like how the kingpin looks in the comics is this really wide guy in the white suit because he traditionally dresses in the white suit. So -hmm. it's kind of like some people think it's a nod to that in the comics.
3: So sorry, the kingpin and Vanessa Fisk are not together in this scene?
0: Not in this scene, no.
3: Okay, so that's a shitty pickup line.
0: I'm
4: desperately lonely.
0: Please get him. Well, that's a turn Please. on. She just asked him what the,
1: how the painting made him feel, and that's, that's, yeah. that's
4: all he got.
1: The audio description described him as uh, a monolith. Oh, nice. That painting, a which, that. monolith.
4: A <laughs> bunch of apes with was, bones dancing was, around him. That was a
1: really good description of of how he looked and appeared yeah. to. To the yeah. audience,
2: he's not quite as big as um oh what's his face? Black Duncan. Yeah, mm. but few people are. <laughs> um, yeah, mm. what you were saying about the uh the comic book, yeah, that's what I was hoping he was thinking. I thought I was hoping he was thinking, staring at all that white and thinking to himself, I need to buy more white suits. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mainly know the Kingpin from the '90s Spider-Man cartoon.
0: <laughs> so here's a question: Do you guys think that he will um, at one point appear in the iconic? Uh, white suit that the kingpin wears yes no. and purple trousers
1: no
2: no nope. yes <laughs> when they do
1: the um the pimps and Hose ball <laughs> he will wear an all-white suit nice and
0: he'll I get
1: have the cane he'll, a big, he'll a, wear a cane and a, a big hat with a big feather Ben and-
4: will show up in his jazz club outfit <laughs>
3: I'm kind of hoping he reverses it with his white pants and a purple purple blazer. Yeah. Hats.
4: He'll
2: have his purple pants and then Bruce Banner will come in and he'll be like, hey.
1: Who <laughs> <laughs> took my pants? Here,
3: I'll give you some white pants instead. <laughs>
1: There's only one pair of purple pants they all have to share.
3: One
0: <laughs> pair of purple pants in the Marvel Universe, and Hawkeye also has to borrow them.
3: Does Purple Man wear a Lycra suit, or does he actually have purple skin? <laughs>
0: purple no, purple, suit. purple Man is very dapper. He wears, like, a purple suit. Oh, but he see, does have well, purple is... skin, doesn't he? Yes, he has purple skin and purple hair as well. In purple suit. That's too much but he purple. Has, <laughs> he has like little little white sort of Reed Richards sort of salt and pepper at the at the edges of his hair, like that's, Reed Richards stuff. That's so his, his name, just, though, man. Can,
3: guys, can we just start? The podcast <laughs> I mean, Mike. To, can we just start podcast <laughs> yes, to talk about how ridiculous comic book characters are?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because so I would enjoy that.
2: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh man, I, I, have, so, we I get... have some facts that will blow your mind, Mel. But we're going to get to them later. I think.
1: The scene is where we get the title of the episode, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm, I'm yeah. not certain of its significance.
0: I Well, I when I asked you guys what you thought would happen in this one, I was like, they're never going to guess what the <laughs> rabbit in the snowstorm will be. Um, okay, so let's go. I was go like,
4: on. of course. Right. As, soon as, <laughs> as, yeah. as soon as it came out, I was like, ah, yeah. I, I should have thought of one of those awesome scenes in the trailer, especially if the Kingpin's going to show up. But, uh, yeah, the only last thing I want to say is D'Anafrio has presence, and he's... He for just one little scene, I thought he really sold the Kingpin.
1: That I don't
2: was, know; it wasn't was, enough for me to make a decision on his character. It was too, too.
1: I hope he does the Law and Order Criminal Intent thing where he walks around somebody and does the whole body tilt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've not seen the body tilt either.
1: Oh, the Vincent D'Onofrio body tilt is legendary. Oh
0: Nice. So-
2: does he do like do the, the like the thing where Michael Jackson like leans forward during one of his- <laughs> the? Is that what you're talking about? That kind of a body he,
1: tilt? He used to do this thing in Law and Order where he would walk around some a suspect would be like at a interrogation table and he would walk around the table and then he would lean in front of them like with his whole body to to stare him down. No, <laughs> oh, it hilarious. Nice. It's like a shtick. Like a big bear looming over them.
2: <laughs>
5: yeah,
0: that would terrify me if Vincent D'Onofrio was leaning over me. I'd be like. oh ah. I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, So let's do quotes. So, Matt A., you're our guest, and you can go first.
1: Okay, quotes. You think this is still about you? I gave up his name. You don't do that. Not to him. He'll find me and make an example, and then he'll find everyone I've ever cared about and do the same to them so that no one ever does what I just did. You should have killed me, you coward. (laughs) This Splat. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Or splatted>. oh, <laughs> that, since you used
2: that as part of your quote It just made me think of him saying Splat as his head went through it
5: <laughs> <laughs> What was your dying ah, word?
3: Oh,
0: All word
5: was
3: Splat <laughs> You saw it in comic book panel form No, just how
2: ridiculous would that be If the man said Splat as his head was going <laughs> through the thing <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Robin, do you have any quotes?
4: Okay, for the record This is the first time you've ever said I was right I hate it <laughs>
0: Yeah. Mel
3: um, uh, We are kings in the castle Kings don't have bodies in the trunk
0: <laughs> Tell that to Macbeth Oh yeah He sent Macbeth
4: Oh no, this series is cursed <laughs> yep.
0: um, Matt H Uh,
2: Used to be if you killed a man You sent his wife flowers Now you send his wife with him
0: Oh, I love that line
2: Yeah, I like that too Because um... it just gives you like Visions of like you know, uh, old old school mobsters, and,
0: gentlemanly yeah. mobsters. Yeah,
2: how different it was.
0: <laughs> um, here's one of mine. No chance of jamming up, man. Look at this. This is top of the line. I guarantee this baby will not jam. on my name ain't Turk Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Anyone got any others? No. I have. I have a one newspaper,
1: more. Allison. Not a girly mag. You know, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Nobody calls them that anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, beyond
4: that, beyond these walls, he may well face a judgment of his own making. Because I'm Daredevil, I'm going to beat the crap out of him.
0: (laughs) I actually made a note where I didn't mention when we were going through the episode, which was when he's kind of yelling at the guy, you know, about, um, about at Healy at the name. I was like, oh, his voice went a little bit Batman when he was like, who does he work for? (laughs) I want a name! I was like, oh, it's going a bit Christian Bale. Where are the rabbits in the snowstorm? (laughs) My absolute favorite quote from the entire episode is a Wesley quote, and it's, hi! (laughs) Which is my favorite moment of the entire episode, when he has the gun, he walks past the kids and just goes, hi! I was like, aww. It just makes me smile. Favorite moment of the episode.
5: Uh,
1: Alright, I've got one more. Okay. Okay. Now get the hell out of my office. I've got a measles outbreak to deal with because idiot parents don't want to vaccinate, and my best <laughs> nurse is out with who the hell knows what.
0: Yay! We know what the hell's what. What? <laughs> what? 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 Okay. What? 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 Right, let's do some feedback, Robin. I have sent you the voice emails. Oh. There are four, I believe, and one email which I shall read. Please
4: do.
1: I'm bringing this up right
0: now. Okay, I need there to find it. There are
1: only four voicemails.
0: Oh, voice emails. I need to find where I... Oh, here we go. OK, this email is from Heidi. Hey, guys. I had no idea where the opening sequence was going until the guy said, I want a lawyer. I was like, what is up with this random fight in a bowling alley? <laughs> I think Ben probably should have taken the mafia guy's advice. Seems ominous. I love that they're also shocked by the knock at the door. What? A client? Inconceivable. <laughs> nice Princess Bride uh, reference there, Heidi. I also like that we get some character backstory here through this meeting. He has done his research. First, Matt doesn't want to take the case and Foggy is dreaming of checks with lots of zeros. Then Matt needs to use this case to get information, but Foggy realises what bad news this case will be. It's a good juxtaposition between the two characters. There are some references in the show that make us realise it is in the current day. The, nurses, the nurse talks about measles and people refusing to vaccinate. We see more of how Matt's abilities work, and we see how he really feels about the legal system. Beyond these walls, he may face a judgment of his own making. I love that line. Matt makes a good closing argument. Mm -hmm. But it's all for naught because the case is rigged. Wilson Fisk, a name I was not familiar with before this show. What do you think is so significant about the white painting? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Merci. We we kind of discussed the white painting a bit, didn't we?
4: It's Mm -hmm. cold and it's lonely. Um
0: oh. here... it looks like the wall from Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh
4: this is from Stephanie, my co-host on The iZombie Zombie Podcast on dbmpe.com. All
6: right, plug key, plugger. Hello Defenders Podcast. This is Stephanie. This is feedback for the third episode, Rabbit in a Snowstorm. You just said that Is that. it. Um <laughs> this was uh just a like a, a uh self-contained episode. It was pretty good. Um Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. I, was, I thought, oh, this is a terrible makeup job on Karen, on uh, Deborah Ann Wall, what is wrong with her neck? And uh, I think the second time through, third time through, I realized, oh, that's where she was strangled in the jail. <laughs> um, I love how our bad guys being slowly introduced to us, the villain. And um, I liked seeing how Matt followed, uh, what's his face, that guy out. And he could probably tell that was a very expensive watch by the sound that it made. And he could tell that the um, the villain had a big uh, 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 um, motorcade. Oh, okay. Is that what it's called? We have several vehicles in a row yes <laughs> and then decided to take the case he changed his mind completely poor foggy so confused he didn't know what matt's doing it was so good to see matt and foggy in um <clears throat> court that was awesome enjoyed that it was a great episode don't know i mean they're all good i can't i can't rate them or anything i right. uh, can't wait to hear what you guys say bye
2: you can't rate him. Why do we still have to rate him? It's
0: not fair. It's not fair. Because you, you are a defender, and that's what defenders do, Matt. I quit. I quit!
4: <laughs> yeah, I quit? I, I, on iZombie, it's like, we don't rate because I don't we, I don't know what the next one's going to be. I don't know how the, you know, I just like it. You know, if I don't like it, I'll say I don't like it. <laughs> but, I don't know. Rating is hard.
1: Yes, it is
4: hard. Um, the next one is from Moira.
1: Yay, Moira. Who was
4: just a guest on
1: Hooplecast i love these plugs robin (laughs) (laughs) coming
7: so rabbit in a snowstorm that's our big bad at the end huh you know something i don't know if i really felt the need to have a big bad in this series i'm rather enjoying the saving the victims of the week stories every week myself is anybody else feeling that way or is it just me and perhaps because this week's client is presumably a professional hitman, it's hard to care very much about what happens to him. Um, I think it's interesting that Murdoch is not at all above torturing people for information. He demonstrated that in the last episode, Cutman, which I quite enjoyed, by the way, and in this current one. Um, so he's got some moral ambiguity, which actually I find... Interesting kind of nuanced. It makes him have many more layers to him. Still very much enjoying uh, the actor's portrayal of him. Um, I think we are to assume that the nurse they reference in this episode as being away um, is Claire, the nurse that helped him last week. I really hope we see her again. I quite liked her. And Karen's going to the papers with her story, so... Obviously, that's going to play out later and probably will put her in danger and probably put that reporter in danger, too Oh, by the way, really liked the uh, actor who played the creepy hitman Um, He's just he was good. He had he he looks like such a tiny little guy. He looks so unassuming and uh, Yeah, I love the fact that he is a deadly weapon (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just wasn't expecting that so it, it was interesting but I don't believe for a minute that you would be able to kill yourself by impaling yourself on an incredibly sharp piece of steel right through your eyeball. Oh, my God. That's just... I can't even... I don't believe don't you'd have enough force to actually stick that steel through your orbital bone into your brain. But, okay, I will suspend my disbelief. It certainly was a shocking conclusion to him. To his life. Ugh, creepy. So, solid. Uh, but I don't know that I care about the big bad, which... It's making me a little bit worried that we're going to have to go through a bunch of episodes that, you know, talk about them and portray them, and uh, I don't know that I care. Anyway, all right, a good solid. Seven out of ten heart be- heartbeats of variable rates.
0: Till next time. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Moira. Thanks. Moira would know whether you can stab yourself through the <laughs> orbital bone because she is Dr. Moira Brown. For a
4: second there, I was going to discredit her, her... <laughs> A doctoral degree because uh, she I thought she meant like that wouldn't kill you if you shoved a <laughs> spike through your head but she's just saying the believability of somebody being able to do that themselves. splat <laughs> sure. um, our next voicemail is from Kelly Joe, who used to host the Bluth cast and uh, remains adorably spunky to this day
8: oh. hello defenders podcast this is Kelly Hey, so it's Kelly. Now. I'm sorry. Hey, Kelly. Hi, I'm Kelly. <laughs> um, so I just watched the first two episodes of Dear Devil. and I am, you know, it's I like it. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I was not looking for another dark and grim, sad thing in my life. Blah 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 blah. Grey's Anatomy is already enough. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, now I am here to tell you that I really like the show so far. But you know, the best thing is so far because Rosario Dawson's looking fine, <laughs> and you know all the characters are really cool and stuff. Whatever, but also <laughs> Rosario. <laughs> <laughs> all right. She running. I think so. if it's not clear. I haven't talked to many people today, so talking to myself to know that this will eventually get to you makes this all make sense in my head. All right, Rosario! What? <laughs> I
3: think no, she was
0: actually no. chasing Rosario Dawson, as she sent us that. I she's yelling after him. <laughs> Thanks, Wait, Kelly no, Jo. No.
4: Wait up! You're running too fast. <laughs>
0: And uh,
4: our final voicemail is from uh, Michaela, who hosts the Chatterbox podcast.
6: Holy frickin' violence. Can you say bowling ball to the face and exposed bones? Exposed bones? Expose bones. Yikes. Oh, one more thing. My eye, my eye!
2: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: that was you yeah, She tried to replicate it. Hyperactive listeners this week sending feedback. Oh, she tried out. to. Like
2: sh- she did she like try to recreate that in real life? <laughs> she, we, like, we would have heard the splat. There was no splat. <laughs> so oh, right. It was not
1: successful. I
3: thought it's she was flatless. trying to also chase Rosario Dawson, but she. <laughs>
1: but she hit a spike.
0: <laughs> oh no!
5: <laughs> oh
0: right, uh, that's all the feedback. Thank you for sending that, guys. We appreciate it as always. So let's score this episode uh Matt H uh, aka Mike you are our guest so you can go first
1: Oh i thought he was Mike uh... I'm confused who Mike is
0: Oh sorry <laughs> it... Mike is Matt A sorry Matt A you're <laughs> our Matt guest H. you can go first I know I'm sorry <laughs> I'm, confused. I'm confused by all the Matt's so who's going right now
1: Okay so uh, Matt,
4: should Matt Matt i go first
0: or uh, Matt A uh, Matt A <laughs> oh, changed my name to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Yes oh dear
1: all right, I'm I'm just gonna go because I don't go, know who's go. supposed to. So I'm just going. Uh, I'm gonna say that this episode suffers in comparison to the last one because the last one was so good mm-hmm. and had all those uh, good flashback sequences with young Maddie and his dad. And this didn't have anything uh, so emotional like that. No, uh, daddy, no, daddy, won't <laughs> I, daddy? You know, I didn't have anything like that. But it was it was pretty solid. I liked the. Um... There was a theme to this episode in that we had characters having to grapple with uh, decisions. Do we take the easy road or do we stand up for things? You know, you had uh, Karen. Does she take the money from the people who killed her friend or does she fight the corporation? Does Ben take the easy writing assignments, the the ones that sell papers, especially he needs the money for his wife, or does he do something worthwhile and do Foggy and Matt take that client or, or are they choosy about who they take? So lots of great parallels here. So I think it worked on that level, that thematic level. But I, overall, it was not quite as emotionally satisfying. So I'll, I, But I'll give it a, a good score. I think I'll give it 8.5 out of 10 subtle subtle gradations of white. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Uh,
3: Mel? Um, actually, I have a question about something that Maddie just mentioned. Uh, okay. The decision that Karen made in the end to go to Ben should she have considered the fact that the the wife did not want to get involved for her children's sake like obviously if she brings this to light the mother and the wife will get she'll start getting attention about this you know yep, should she yep. have considered that her wishes in in this case well, do you guys
1: think the the wife is leaving town at, at least i could say she she's leaving her current address yeah she might be she might be leaving the city yep. so we saw her packing up that u-haul
4: yeah she's no threat at this point she can't testify.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they would have went back to her and kind of. I don't know. Maybe so, I'm just speaking about it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> splat.
0: Yes. Yeah, splat. Oh, we're gonna use
2: that term from now on. <laughs> for people who have been who've been killed yeah they've been splatted
4: right
0: robin <laughs> you're officially on splatwatch <laughs> you know you now all have your watches being so.
4: being the father of uh, two very young children i'm always on splatwatch <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh. right, um mel what would you like to score yes okay well
3: i uh oh, i feel bad for uh, being this way but i didn't like this episode at all i was bored That's okay um <laughs> I don't like the lawyering. I would rather if I want to watch lawyer shows, I'd rather be watching Better Call Saul. <laughs> I feel like it's more entertaining for me. Um uh, I zoned out during most of the conversations. The fighting is not believable to me. On the plus okay. side, the quality of the show is really good. I can tell that. I can tell it's a good well made show. Mm. And it bothers me that I I just can't get into it. I don't want to get into it, but I can't. It just I can't. <laughs> But anyways, whatever. I'm gonna give it a five out of ten lonely guys. Or lonely <laughs> Monoliths. I don't know. Lonely Monoliths. <laughs> <Lonely modelists. laughs> uh Matt
0: H. Um uh,
2: I agree with some of what Mel just said. Uh I didn't like it as much as the first two, but I still liked it. I really enjoy all the actors on this show, but I didn't necessarily like all the scenes that they were in, maybe. Um yeah, the the lawyer stuff isn't as exciting as other lawyer stuff I've seen. I mean, it was pretty, not, it was pretty straight. I don't are
3: big into lawyer stuff no, anyways. Yeah. I don't it, generally
2: watch lawyer shows, No. but yeah, it seemed pretty run of the mill lawyer mm-hmm. stuff, but I guess it would have to be since that's his secret identity. <laughs> but, um,
3: all I know is that I would never want to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I was, at first I thought, I thir- thought we weren't going to see daredevil at all. And I, I I was okay with it at first, but about halfway through, I was like, "Mm, "I think I need some Daredevil," (laughs) and then he did, Uh and then he he did show up. Yeah, and then he did show up, and that last fight scene was great. So, even though, yeah, he shouldn't be moving like that when he's Mm -hmm. so injured. Um, But I'll give it a seven point five out of ten pieces of modern art, or should I say, ripoffs? I mean, pieces of modern.
0: (laughs) You mean blank paper? Yeah. (laughs) Matt, do you think that as soon as this episode finished, basically Matt, Matt Murdoch was on the phone to uh, Rosera Dawson, going, "Claire, I'm bleeding. <laughs> uh, everything's stitches. bleeding.
3: What have I done?
2: <laughs> I nearly splatted myself." <laughs> <laughs> Ding.
0: Um, Robin.
4: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say uh, it, it's not as good as the first two, um, but. I don't. I don't like comparing. I like seeing it as it is on its own. But, um, this the, the bad guys are really, really bad, and I find them um, very intimidating. And they sell their badness um, even more than Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> uh, the the uh, I, I I I think my only complaint is probably just being confused about. A, you know, some of the lawyering stuff, uh, how that works out. There's a scene with Matt, Matt and Foggy where he's like, all right, bring up the 8.2 docket and uh, say, well, we'll we'll run with the uh, three, you know, Ledger Book 310 or whatever. Uh, and I was like, what are they saying? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of not sure if like it should be a point against it for not understanding totally what the the big bad's uh plan is it probably shouldn't be um but yeah this this had a lot of strong stuff i mean great introduction for wilson Fisk, A really super introduction for uh, ben yurik um i just uh i really liked it a lot as usual <laughs> i didn't find too much wrong with it. Uh, deborah walls is doing great i mean all our stars are doing awesome work in the show Um, so I'm going to to keep it short. I'll say, um, uh, nine out of 10 sharks in a
1: skin suit.
0: (gasps) Your first nine.
1: That was my other rating. I'm glad somebody. (laughs) Um,
0: and I, I really like this episode. I didn't, um, like it again as much as the last two, particularly episode two, which was my favorite so far. Um, I think that I, I wish there was more of the lawyer stuff only because the, um, because I know the story that the, the sort of lawyer case in this was based on in the comics, it went a lot more in depth and I wish that there'd been more of Matt trying to fight against the system and then realising that there was nothing he could do. And I think some of the scenes like Karen, uh, Karen's meeting and going to see Ben and the stuff with Ben sadly took away from from that story. However, I know that those were needed because it's... You know, potentially setting up stuff for later in the season. So I feel like this episode kind of suffered a bit because of setting up stuff, which they couldn't do in the last episode because it was a standalone story, really. Um, But I enjoyed it. I love the introduction of Wilson Fisk. Um, I really enjoy the fight at the end. So I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10 fist bumps of epic bromance.
4: (laughs) And the average score actually turns out to be a 7.5.
0: Awesome. I, I was right. Uh, so, <laughs> right uh, so, Matt A., um, thank you for coming on as our guest. Oh, uh,
1: thank you for having me. Oh, no. no fun.
0: Problem. You need to come on for Jessica Jones as well.
1: I will. I yeah. will come on to Jessica Jones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and where could people find
1: you? Uh, they can find me on Hooplecast. That's cast dot com. It's a podcast that I do with Matt and Mel from, from this podcast. I, we talk about Deadwood. We do. And it's fun. Yeah. So if you have uh, HBO, HBO Go, or HBO Now because you're an Apple TV person and you're you are watching Game of Thrones and you're like, oh, I, I wish there was another quality HBO show I can watch. Watch <laughs> Deadwood and listen to Hoopalcast. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and I'm not going to forget this week, uh, where can we uh, hear my co-hosts, uh, Matt and Mel, pimp yourselves. Well,
2: one of them was just done.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so that's the end for Mel, I think And then for me, you can also you can also, find, you can also find me on What We Make, a Terminator podcast Although I guess you can find Mel on Twin Peaks podcast On
0: old, episodes, old yes.
2: episodes It'll be back if the show comes back
0: Just listen to the uh, You're also doing commentaries as well Which are really cool
2: yep. kind of episodes.
0: They're very enjoyable
2: but Subscribe to the feed, I put stuff out every once in a while But yeah, we should have If there's a third season, we will do episodes on it for it
0: awesome.
1: And I will guess I would not be against listening to a Daredevil commentary.
0: Oh, Ooh, I'm Just putting I'm I'm definitely up for doing that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely consider it maybe between Daredevil finishing and Jessica Jones coming on. That might be good. Uh, OK, I will look into it. I will uh, I will hold a meeting in Defender's Tower and we will discuss it <laughs> and see if we we want to proce- uh, proceed with that. Robin, where can people find you? Uh,
4: the Eye Zombie podcast. I host that with Steph. We talk about the CW show Eye Zombie and really excited this week we got one of the stars of the show to talk to us uh, and discuss the episode uh, Virtual Reality Bites. It was it was a great experience and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, for people to hear it.
0: Awesome, and if people want to find me, you can also find me on Intro to X podcast, uh, which is an X Files podcast, the same format we do for Daredevil, um, and you can find me on Twitter at Maya Fire. But if you follow uh, this podcast on Twitter, which is Defenders Pod on Twitter, it's pretty much me anyway. So feel yep. free to send <laughs> me a message. Um, you can also find you can also contact the podcast through uh, email, which is Defenders. Uh, what is it? DefendersPod <laughs> at gmail.com I forgot that. It's uh, pretty much her
4: too.
0: <laughs> pretty much. It's pretty much me. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook um, by searching for The Defenders Podcast. That's kind player. of pretty much me as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm everywhere. Um, and feel free to send us feedback on uh, on episodes. We love hearing from you guys. And if you want to predict anything for future episodes, let us know. If you want to predict things that the newbies might be thinking, let us know. Be rate, fun. Us, rate us, Read us, Read us. Us. Rate us on iTunes, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, you can also go to our... Uh, oh, yeah. If you're yeah. everywhere, does that mean you're Santa? Uh, I'm, I'm actually God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I feel like you're watching right now. I am. I'm hiding. Ah!
1: Well, then what took you so long to bring Twin Peaks back?
0: Uh, <laughs> it, I, I work in mysterious ways. Oh, okay. Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you, you can bring also- Carnival back too, Clarence? Absolutely, it's next on my list uh, Also Twilight Zone um, Thanks for the X-Files, to- by the way You're welcome uh, Yeah. So guys, next week's episode, episode 4 we have Vicky joining us and the episode is entitled In the Blood Predictions, and how long do you think it will be until Matt is in his costume?
4: I will, um, I will say that uh, In that episode, uh, in the podcast, uh, Vicky will be uh, nominated Most Valuable Guest for her third appearance, and (laughs) (laughs) um, I'll say uh, 22 Minutes. 22 Minutes, okay. Did you
0: say
2: the episode's called In the the Blood? What?
0: In the Blood,
2: yeah. Okay, so the episode is just going to be the opening credits have taken over the real world and everything is getting slowly coated (laughs) with blood.
3: I think Wilson Uh, just just has a swimming pool full of blood, (laughs) and uh, that's what how he's looking young. He's he's actually two hundred years old,
0: so he's like um, Elizabeth Bathory, who you know was the inspiration for vampires, and you know. That's Baiting why he, yeah. That.
3: That's that's why he murders so many people. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so lonely. Nobody yeah. wants Aww. to go at the swimming pool with him because it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that is gross.
4: I think okay, that cool. Nick Blood will be guest starring as Lance Hunter, and he does such a great job that they named the episode
0: after him. Mm-hmm. I'd seen Nick Blood mm. uh, in theater playing Stuart Sutcliffe of the Beatles, and he was very good. Nice, and he's a he's a good singer as well. Yes, Love uh, the show, also, Nick
1: Blood. I know you're listening.
0: Yeah, come on and guess. Well, we will. I'm see. going to
1: predict. Oh, can, I? can I offer a prediction? Of course you can. Mm. Mm.
0: No, no, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I think it's going to be a like a super villain who puts some, who injects somebody with something, and uh, they have a disease. And Matt has to, and he, and they're saying if the Mask Man doesn't reveal himself in 12 hours, <gasps> this person doesn't get the cure.
0: <gasps> oh, I like that. Mm. So, so they
1: put a clock on it, and maybe they even timestamp it. <laughs> nice.
0: Okay. Uh, we Can shall like have to be encede
1: Yes. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> kind of like speed.
3: I'm kind of hoping <laughs> well, you know, that Derek will get in a bus in the vein of speed. Down. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That was another pun for you, Robin. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: you even,
1: didn't even get it. No. You're not even picking up what I'm Wait throwing Wait a down. second.
4: In the vein of speed? Because we're talking yes. about oh, like, like injecting speed into your it's veins? in the blood, yes. It's- All right. I
0: I am officially <laughs> ending this episode now because there are too many puns and the puns have killed this episode. Sorry, much, like, much like Healy killed himself by stabbing himself through the eye. Splat. This episode has stabbed itself through the eye because of all the puns. <laughs> but I've, we w- I've
3: separated myself back to an egg and a sperm because of ah, of, so just reverted back
0: to
3: what it was before. You know,
4: multiple male. There's yeah. two of you now.
2: You can't go
0: anywhere. We will be we will be back next week with In the Blood. Uh, say Excelsior, Matt, Matt A. Excalibur.
2: <laughs> Nailed it.
0: Ding. Uh, done. Ding. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com.